0: Flow, and this is my impression of someone calling into Sports Talk Radio. Yeah, this is Flow, longtime caller, first time on air. I just wanted to say that I think it is absolute hogwash not to go out there and try Progressive's Name Your Price tool. You can see all your coverage options, and options are how you get rings, championship rings, and parades of rings. Finding options to fit your budget with the Name Your Price tool, only at Progressive.com. You know, not for nothing, but my favorite rings of candy on them. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: His places that he lives are <laughs> USA, Europe, and Freddie underscore ado, which makes no sense.
0: This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit RotoWire.com slash soccer now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar
1: Redpath, and J.D. Bazzo. Welcome to the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of rotowire.com. I am joined tonight by J.D. Bazzo and Skylar Redpath. The, I would consider them two titans of fantasy Major League Soccer, which is why we always have them on. We have two games this weekend, gentlemen. We've got the conference finals, Red Bulls crew and Dallas... Portland. Skylar, I want to start with you. It was a question that I posed to JD before we uh, started recording, and I uh, wanted to ask you right here live, is there a player who will be playing this weekend that you will not have?
2: Um, Let's see. Yeah, probably uh, probably uh, maybe uh, Felipe or Dax McCarty. One of those guys from the Red Bulls, <laughs> if that counts.
1: <laughs> I think it does. <clears throat> the drafting scoring, you know, with the interceptions and and tackles, I think that brings McCarty into somewhat of a conversation. I'm not sure Felipe gets as much love there. but
3: Felipe's you know, been Felipe, quiet, but he was good early in the year. He was for, very good earlier in the for year. For some stretches. I think he, they're just not... Uh, they don't need him to attack quite as much, but I kind of yeah. remember
1: a "Who would you rather have, Felipe or Lloyd Sam?" and that was actually like a conversation for a
2: while. Yeah, Felipe is one of those sleeper players that just pops up, kind of at the right time. So, so I now we're eating to you my words. That. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so now it's just McCarty.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna fade Dax, but Felipe is yeah, he's a decent play, but he's just one of those guys that kind of has faded from my lineups and uh, he pops up in, in, in the right place at the right time from time to time but I don't know <laughs> not this weekend probably <laughs> we'll see The um another thing we were discussing
1: was just how heavily crosses are now I mean crosses were obviously a very big part of, of DraftKings uh, this entire season but now that corners are included as well as free kicks uh, at least ones that are crossed into the box have you guys found yourself using the utility spots more for midfielders than than forwards like we have kind of been talking about for a lot of the season
3: yeah I definitely have but the the other tricky thing is that a lot of the forwards on DraftKings probably should be listed as midfielders so you can kind of get away with uh Ethan Finley who's listed as a forward in the utility spot because I would consider him more of a midfielder Higuain, Michael Barrios, um even Mike Grella to some extent is more of a winger than a true forward. So yeah, they kind of fit that position well. It can be a, a crossing forward or a, a playmaking midfielder.
2: Yep. I'm with you there too. And even even a defender that's got uh maybe a super cheap price tag and has some of those crossing abilities or even with the um Tackles one interceptions now. If the price is right, then I'll probably consider a defender too. Hmm.
3: Yeah, but I, I think the main point is it's it's not like we're putting in four target forwards into our lineup usually these days. Right. Just because you you need the floor with some of the crosses and especially on a two game slate. I mean, if you're throwing in all just goal scoring forwards that don't get crosses, probably one or two of them is bound to to not do well.
1: Yeah, you figure. Well, let me pose that question then. Do you do you think these games this weekend are going to be high scoring?
3: Um not really, no.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't I think it'll be similar to what we saw with the um conference semifinals. The, that first leg is usually a little bit tighter. Yeah. You've got the um probably the the favorite, which is usually the away team um searching for that away goal. So there, it's a little bit more gritty, I think, in the first leg, and then I think things open up a little bit more in the second leg. I think it'll, I think we'll probably see some of the same this weekend.
1: So if that's the case, then you really have to avoid trying to get as many. I mean, it's not like there are twenty five, you know, or even ten, uh, you know, center central forwards that you're going to be targeting. I mean, ultimately, it's going to be Kamara, Wright, Phillips, Castillo.
3: I guess Adi. you could put
1: Adi in that group, yeah.
3: Oh, you would definitely put Adi in that group. He's been playing very well.
1: How would you rank those four, then? We didn't do rankings this week, so let us let me put you on the spot right now. Of those four, who are really the the four center forwards, as opposed to guys like Higuain and Finlay, like you said, which are more wingers or midfielders.
3: Did you say Teixeira? Is that the fourth? Or did uh, you say Castillo? I said Castillo, but... Okay, no, that's better because he's way more in the conversation. Yeah. Okay, so I um, I really think that I would go Kamara first. I know that he's playing possibly the best defense, but I think he has the highest floor, he's the most active, and he probably has the, the best potential for a multi-goal game. Skylar? Do you wanna, what do you think, Skylar?
2: Yeah, uh, first off, good call. Last podcast, J.D. on Kai being the highest scorer on the day. He should day. have
3: been even I more of the was... higher scorer. He should have had like three more goals. He hit the woodwork twice, I believe.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was up there. Um, he spindle, missed the did penalty. Not... Yeah, he missed that PK, which I was. I had I had some Kai exposure, so I was definitely not pleased. But he had a good day. I mean, you could see it coming. He was itching for a goal. And like we said, he was he was due. His um, spindle didn't work out, but <laughs> if you had Kai, then I think you were okay.
1: I was complaining to JD before about how much I hate negative points in fantasy, and that miss penalty is a fifteen point swing because you yeah. not only you know it's like that's just such a killer.
2: Ugh. <laughs> yeah, that was always a killer on on Mondo goal for yep. up until DraftKings <laughs> adopted uh a similar role too, so that was brutal for sure. It's a huge swing. Um I'll take
3: the the 30 points that he got us then. <laughs> yeah. It could sure. have been yeah, much think, better, but
2: Yeah, he's my top forward this weekend too. Um I know I we're gonna
3: I, disagree on the second one.
2: Yeah, I just I think at home then he's gonna score a goal and I'm still I you know we're kind of factoring Igwine and Finley out as midfielders, but I think Igwine's Definitely in play this weekend, um, like we were talking about with the crossing from free kicks and corners. That's been a huge benefit to a guy like him. So he's going to be in consideration for me. But, yeah, I think those two um, will we'll get on the scoreboard between Pat and Iguain.
3: Iguain's tough for me because he's, he's very expensive, 6,800 uh, so if you buy him and not Kai, I mean, if you buy him and Kai Kamara, that's like your whole uh, upper-level players you're going to be able to get. So if you buy Iguain alone instead, I just don't see him with a very good chance to score against a strong defense and Dax McCarty trying to shut him down all game. Uh, I know he's going to get the crossing points, but I just don't see a, a high ceiling for him.
2: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, his his price is up there. Um, he could definitely assist
3: Kamara I mean that's definitely in play but yeah, then you think, can't you can't use any of the other teams really Their best players
2: yeah you can maybe squeeze it in if you find a guy like Ryan Hollingshead he might be able to <laughs> he might be able to make it work but I don't know I, I think Higuain is more of a, a safer cash game play just because of his high floor um, and I think he might if Columbus gets a PK, I think he might take it instead of Kamara this time after Kai kind of flubbed that.
3: <laughs> well, that's um, a great call. But yeah, yeah I, I mean if, I just if Zubar plays, Penalty is definitely in the
2: decision. <laughs> that's in play, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um but what who's your uh number two on the day? My number two is
3: Fabian Fabian Castillo. Hmm. I think he's just okay. gonna I think he's going to have his way with the Portland fullbacks. He's been having a great playoffs and I believe um, the last time Dallas played Portland, it was four to one and Castillo had a great game. So I definitely think that's where Dallas's strength is against Portland is the speed on the wings. I uh, think they're pretty well matched everywhere else. And um while he's not like the target forward like Bradley Wright-Phillips is or Fernando Audi, I think he's going to going to have a lot of potential. And he's cheaper than he's way cheaper than BWP. He's 200 more
2: than Audi. Yeah. Yeah, that's if you're looking at the price then there's talking about not being able to fit two players in trying to fit Kai and BWP in would be really tough. So You almost have to – if you're going to pair one of those top-dollar strikers and you might be able to make it work if you do like a BWP and Castillo or Kai and Higuain stack, something like that. But, yeah, it's going to be tough to try to fit them both in. But I think BWP is probably my number two on the day just because of Columbus's – just, you know, they're vulnerable in the back. So I could totally see BWP striking on the counter. Like I said earlier, New York's going for that away goal, so he's going to have some good looks. And I just feel like he's probably got a, as good of a chance to score as anybody, um, maybe except for Kai at home. I think Kamara's the top forward on the day.
3: Hmm. Yeah, I agree. Bradley Wright Phillips is a, has a great chance to score. Uh, Columbus, they've been a lot better in the back, but they uh, still still aren't... As strong as uh, the other three teams left. Um, Parkhurst was really good the last couple of games, though. I think I was impressed. He he didn't look like the old Parkhurst we knew um, in the center defense, but I think lately he's really stepped up his game. And uh, Sorrow Sorrow hasn't been bad either, so it it should be interesting. DraftKings actually priced Steve Steve Clark is the most expensive goalie, which is absurd.
1: Yeah, I thought that was pretty weird too.
3: <laughs> they're still banking on the whole home goalie thing or keeper <laughs> without realizing that the best teams are the ones that are away right now i mean they were the top seeds, so that's weird
2: yeah it's the thing with the goalies though is the pricing is so close like you can really just pick whoever you want and find a way to work them in um home or away so it is they still are kind of pricing the home goalies a little bit higher but it's not quite as drastic with the away keepers i mean i'm sure it has something to do with a smaller uh pool of teams but yeah i wish they they just price them all this week
3: i wish they just price them all the same
2: they could yeah they should i mean they're steve clark is the highest price at 4200 and then you've got jesse gonzalez uh 3800 luis robles who was just named mls goalkeeper of the year hundred bucks more than jesse gonzalez 3900 like yeah just price them all the same so who do you guys like then
3: in goal yeah jesse gonzalez the cheapest one is the best one
2: yeah i like Corace um the best i'm i'm calling one nil on that game i think the timbers win one nil.
3: wow they don't have valeri or rodney
2: wallace uh yeah it's gonna be i mean it's they're gonna have it's gonna be like a grinded out type win that's the only way that they'll be able to do it. So, I don't know. It's Yeah. What do you think? I mean, are you all in on Dallas? Or no, well, you called them for MLS Cup. but
3: I, I think I, I pretty much am. I'm definitely going to have some lineups with some Portland guys just because they're, they're great values and they're at home. Um, but you're right. They need to pack it in in this game and live to fight another day on the road, I think. So, um, I mean, the... They might have to put Will Johnson in, who just had a a great international break with Canada, but um, he hasn't played for them in forever, it seems like. They're already talking about how he's gone next year. They're probably going to trade him. Um, So either he has to go in and they bring back the double-pivot defensive midfield, um, or they bring in Jack Jewsbury or George uh, Fuchive, so I, mm-hmm. I don't know, that's that's back when Portland was terrible and we never wanted to use their players when they used the double pivot. <laughs> They've been exciting since they moved with uh, just Diego Chara alone back there, kind of let Nagby drift further up, went with kind of double wing and the target up top. So I, I just don't know if I love their defensive options because Dallas has such a good attack, and I don't know if I love their attacking options because uh, they... Don't really. They're losing Valeri. They don't have Valeri. Uh, yep. Dallas is one of the best defensive teams. So th- I do think I am all in on Dallas. Long story short, I broke, <laughs> yeah. I broke it down for you.
2: No, I'm with you. I think they win the series for sure. I'd, I don't know. I feel like Portland gives them game, and if they do, then I think uh, we might see a sleeper game from a guy like Arudy or Milano could. You know, he's, he's shown some little spurts here and there of what he can do, so... Yeah, there's such great uh, prices. Yeah, 4800 for Milano and 4200 for Erudi. Definitely worth a GPP roll of the dice.
3: And Espria is 3300 I don't really like him as a player that much, but he's certainly better than 3300 for for an attacking wing spot. Yep.
1: What do you guys think about Nagby?
3: I think Nagby, actually, this is... The most intriguing part of this game is the Nagby versus Uchoa and Kellen Acosta, and then Diaz versus Diego Chara. So each defensive midfield is going to try and shut down the other team's kind of key playmaker. Um, Nagby got shut down last time they played in that 4-1 game, but I think um, he had his way in their earlier match. I kind of like Nagby still a lot this game, which is tough for me to put him in if I have Jesse Gonzalez in goal. But I, he has to take put everything on his shoulders with Diego Valeri out, and I think he's capable.
2: Yeah, at fifty three hundred, he's definitely worth. He's going to find his way into some of my lineups. Um, that's for sure. But I still like uh, Villafania, and I actually think Wallace being out is going to benefit him. I, we could even see him shift up further up in the into the midfield. So Ooh. at thirty six hundred. Yeah, keep an eye on that because he's definitely, if, if Portland gets behind especially, then he's a guy that's going to be out on the wing, whipping and crosses, trying to find ID. So uh, 3,600, definitely worth kind of seeing where he lines up.
3: Yeah, he's listed as a midfielder, but he plays defense. He is an attacking one. The one thing with uh, The one thing I don't like about him is Rodney Wallace was so good defensively. He was always tracking back. You know, he put defense before offense, and Lucas Milano is probably going to play on the left wing in his place, which is Viafana's side, and Milano is not defensively sound. So I think Viafana might actually have extra defensive duties rather than extra attacking duties. It's definitely something to consider.
1: I don't yeah. think you guys have disagreed on a game more than this one all season. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it's going to be close. Like, I, It's going to be tight for sure. Um, but, yeah, I just – I don't know. It's one of those gut gut feelings, I think.
3: I mean, Portland, they do have to win one nothing pretty much. But Dallas knows that they need to get that road goal just like they did in Seattle. And I mean, is there any better time to take advantage of a Portland team than when they don't have Diego Valeri? So it's it's not like Dallas to sit back and defend. Um, so I really feel like they get a goal. I really feel like their defensive midfield with Ujoa and Acosta, are I think they're capable of shutting down Portland. So it, the Portland guys are tempting, but I almost feel like I have to just fade Portland entirely. The one guy I will have a lot of is Will Johnson, at three thousand if he starts because he just had he had such a good international break. This might be his last gasp in front of these fans that love him, the the city that he loves playing in front of, or the captain's band for so long. Um, so I can see him just kind of filling in the the distributor role while Nagby just runs rampant, and um, it, he's just too good of a value even if you have Jesse Gonzalez in goal.
2: Yeah, I like the Johnson call a lot. He's probably going to fill in on set pieces, too, with Valeri gone. He takes corners and free kicks and even PKs from time to time. So it's a good shot at 3,000.
1: I can't stand yellow card accumulation suspensions in the
2: playoffs.
3: Yeah, I mean, we're getting robbed of <laughs> Diego gosh. Valeri, which is very frustrating.
2: Yeah, probably the the player that's benefited the most from the new DraftKings scoring setup. Right. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's... Been fun having him in my lineup, so I'm gonna miss it this weekend.
1: I wonder if there'll be any under ownership in the second leg since he'll be back and people.
2: I don't know. I'm thinking.
3: Hopefully, too. his price goes down since he misses a game.
2: Yeah, that's a good point too. Are there hey, any? Here's dis- a uh, real quick uh for any listeners out there that play on Mondo Goal. Little pro tip: um hop on over to the UK site, the, the GBP and hop in a head-to-head there. I'm sure you'll find a guy that probably rosters Valeri and or Rodney Wallace and uh, go ahead and pocket the cash. <laughs> there you so go. So there you go. Um,
3: And then it's just going to be Skyler in every head-to-head. Right, <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> I'll stay away from Mondo Gold this weekend. You guys go have some fun. Oh, look at that. <laughs> How magnanimous. Yeah. You now J.D. raked in on uh, Mondo Gold last weekend or two weeks ago. So I'm going to stay away from, from JD this week.
1: You'll focus on drafter pass this week instead.
2: Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> um, still doing MLS. Got to love that. Yeah. Um, drafter any...
3: pass is the best. <laughs> <laughs> and they they're, they're they not under fun. attack from other, uh, from legal entities. Well, not
1: Directly. yet. Directly. Directly, yeah. Right. They haven't
3: been issued a cease and desist. There you so. go. There you go.
1: Um, before we go down that path, the any defenders you guys looking at? I mean, it's kind of you know playoff time. You know, you, you have mentioned that there are you think there'll be some close ones. So, are you kind of st- piling on the de- the Dallas defenders, JD?
3: Um, well, the problem with Dallas is their fullbacks are listed as midfielders. So you have Ryan Hollings at twenty nine hundred and Javon Watson at twenty five hundred, who actually does have. A little bit of offensive potential he just doesn't bring it out all that often yeah so i i'm definitely considering hauling's head in the midfield skyler struck gold with him last week um a, according to skyler he gets a ton of interceptions and tackle points which i didn't know that anyone did
2: um <laughs> yeah listen he that, had uh 12 i'm looking at his stat line here he had 12 interceptions seven tackles one wow yeah, he, he ended up with seventeen points. Yeah, I mean, he, and he was like twenty eight hundred or something.
3: With like one shot, no goals and no
2: assists. Yeah. So, so he, yeah, it was how did how did you find him, Skyler? <laughs> Got to uh, throw in the plug for the RotoWire soccer optimizer. <laughs> I, was just, I was wondering
3: why Andrew asked.
2: <laughs> yeah, let's just say I had a little bit of free time, and I'm not really. I mean, I'm not one of those guys that uses optimizers to build lineups all the time. Let's get that out there but i was just kind of messing around with it seeing what it spat out and there was hollingshead so of course 2700 i looked him up looked at his box scores game log and it actually looked decent for the price so i plugged him in and he ended up being a pretty good um mainstay across most of my lineups just because he was so cheap and i felt like he could get at least 10 points so there you go owe it all to the the red wire (laughs) optimizer
1: uh, yeah. yeah, I brought it up just because I, I've never been one to advocate using, you know, the lineup that it spits out. But it can be an, a useful tool in finding guys that you may not think of. You know, you may have some biases or whatever. And, you know, it's based on our projections that we do every week. And so, um, yeah, Skyler told me that it popped out Hollingshead and all of a sudden he's got 17 points with no goals. And that's... That's the point of the optimizer, in my opinion, at least.
3: Yeah. yeah now, money. Skylar, when you say that you don't use optimizers to make your lineups, is that because you use random number generators? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it's because my kids just start picking whichever player they want. <laughs> <laughs> then I just it, end up with whoever they pick.
3: Hey, whatever, whatever you do works. Uh, the yeah. the one thing on Holling's head is there's some rumblings that he uh, should be in the national team discussion, and I agree. He had a great second half of the season. He's a really good young player. Um, once they figured out that left back was his best spot, he's been playing very well. Hmm.
2: Yeah, that was the thing that was tough to to click on him and, and add him to my lineup is because he's he is listed as a midfielder on DraftKings, but he's playing like you said, J.D. is a, a left back or a right back. I don't know which and side, not particularly which side he's on.
3: an offensive one either.
2: Yeah, he's playing as a uh, defender, but as we said, he's been he racked up the points regardless. So, um, and even I mean, talking about his good second half of the season, he had a really good, kind of a sneaky first half of the season. I think he popped in with a few big goals for Dallas here and there, and um, and at least on the season long team before kind of MLS. Um, and DraftKings partnered up, then he was a guy that I looked at for for our season-long team. So he's been a player to at least consider, I think, most of the season.
3: Yeah, he was kind of a super sub in the midfield early on in the year. So it was a, a bit of a different role, but he was still, yeah, very good.
1: I'm not sure I asked you guys, and... Given though we haven't talked about it, I'm guessing neither of you actually won. Where did you guys finish in the
2: season long? Um,
3: I finished what three points ahead of Skylar or something? Oh.
2: Yeah, you edged me out. I won the yeah, Columbus I think I finished twentieth overall, so I guess you were probably a couple of spots ahead.
3: I think I was 17, but I'm not not positive on that. I won the Columbus Crew supporters league, so I just got my $200 gift card, which was nice. Nice. Um and it wasn't even an yeah. MLS one, it was an Amazon one so I can spend it on not MLS stuff. Hmm. Um Oh, why would you?
2: <laughs> little Black Friday mad money there. There you go.
3: I'd love to spend it on a Jovinko jersey, but unfortunately MLS is not selling one on their store. What? Yeah, I'd also I'd also love to spend it on a Portland Timbers third jersey. But neither the Portland Timbers store or the MLS store have that.
1: Huh. Hmm.
3: Which it's the sharpest jersey in the league, uh, perhaps outside of the Columbus Crews. Both of theirs are nice.
1: Sounds like missed opportunities to me.
3: Little little yeah. jersey talk. We could do a whole pod on that.
1: <laughs> Maybe we'll wait for the offseason on that one. <laughs> um, so... How do you guys think these games play out? Both of them, meaning both this Um, weekend and the the next legs. Who's playing for the cup?
3: Let's let's go with uh, New York-Columbus first. I think this first one's a 1-1 draw, and I think New York take care of it at home.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, crew 2-1. And I think New York wins it on the second leg. Hmm. Okay. okay.
1: I think
3: Matt Miazga gets a big header to send him through because the back line of Columbus is not tall.
1: Mm, and he is about but as tall as Kam- they come.
3: Kai Kamara has been so good defensively in these playoffs that should be acknowledged. I mean, he's probably he's probably been the crew's best defender and he's playing forward.
1: There were a lot of times on a, you know, either corners or set pieces where he was the one heading it out, and I thought to myself, is that mm-hmm. really
2: like Kai Kamar doing that? And even yeah.
3: late in the game, not even on set pieces or corners, he was
2: tracking back like mm-hmm.
3: a madman. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, he seems fired up right now, so I'm definitely going to be – he's going to be one of my probably highest-owned players this weekend.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. I mean, he just – he seems like that – like if you – I don't know. I I'm not gonna guarantee a goal, but like feels kind of like the last time that we were talking him up a couple podcasts ago, like it just feels like he's probably got the best chance to score. Like the crew know that they're going to have to score some goals this game if they want to go through, so definitely feel like is going to be uh a man on a mission.
3: Yeah, and I mean I definitely think Columbus has a chance. I think Bearhalter is one of the best managers in the maybe ever in MLS. I think that's what he'll end up as, one of the best ever. And I think he has the crew playing really well right now. I just think New York's a little bit better, more well-rounded.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we talked about, I think you brought up defenders, Andrew. I don't know if I got in the awful and Francis plug because those guys have been solid since the the scoring changes. I mean, they've been good all year, but even better now with the new scoring changes. Mm Mm-hmm. So, those guys, I mean, I'm probably going to build most of my lineups with those two in the back and then find a third defender. Maybe somebody uh, a little cheaper to squeeze in.
3: I thought we were all just playing $2,000 defenders now. No. (laughs) Mark Bloom? That's that's just me. Roy Miller. Chris Clouty. Nobody? mm. Nobody? All right. Where's Mark Bloom? Well, he's out of the playoffs, unfortunately. Else, yeah. he'd be in there. That's the jersey I went from the TFC store. Oh, that but would be great. They don't have that either. <laughs> I bet his mom doesn't
1: even have one. <laughs> um, all right. Well, what about the other one, Portland, Dallas?
3: I think Dallas has a great chance to win both. Wow. And yeah, I would exciting. be, sh- I'd be shocked if they did not go through to the final.
2: Yeah. I think Dallas is through uh, maybe 0 0 or 1 0 Portland in the first game. And then Dallas finds a way to go through in the second game.
3: You don't even think there's a chance that Dallas wins the first leg?
2: Yeah, no, there's definitely a chance. Like I just, a 50% I guess
3: chance, right?
2: Yeah. At least. I mean, yeah, okay. yeah, definitely. I mean, Dallas could easily win that one 1 0 or 2 0 and put it away. But I just, I guess I feel like Portland's going to put up a fight and. You know make it a, a knockdown drag out battle nil nil type game like they like we've seen them do before
3: that game's gonna be terrible if they put jewsbury in and just go to the double pivot and That's pack what I was it just in about and to hack it in I mean I I don't want to advocate not watching it what hopefully will be a great playoff game but um I don't know I'm skeptical yeah. the second I hope Dallas wins one nothing and the second leg is much better.
1: Yeah, that one. What could do you get think, ugly. Andrew? That one could get really ugly. I think you guys Should are right fall. about kind of the. I, I think uh, Columbus does win this first leg, though. Um, maybe I'm just hoping that because then that just means the second leg could just be bananas um, with uh, you know BWP trying to bring them back. But I don't know. I I just look at Dallas just being so much better than Portland, particularly without Valeri. That even if they try to pack it in, I'm not sure that's enough to stop, you know, Diaz and Castillo, who, I don't know, those guys look like, so I was, um, I'll tangent quickly from there, Um, Jason Thornberry, who's one of of our lead editors, lives in Seattle, not particularly a Seattle uh, Sounders fan, but I was telling him to turn on the game, was that two weeks ago, against Dallas, and his first comment was that it was still an extra time when he turned it on, was like, why does it look like, everyone on Seattle is dead and all of the Dallas guys just keep running around and I'm like that's exactly like what they do like Dallas just may I don't know if it's an entire summer of playing in the heat but they just don't seem like they slow down at all and these you know Northwest teams this time of year just look a little slower so I just feel like Dallas is just gonna run right over them
3: well, I think the an interesting thing about that is that Dallas is the youngest team mm-hmm. based on average age in their starting lineup. And Seattle is the oldest, and they've been injured. So yeah. I think Seattle, actually, their average age in the starting lineup is over 30, which wow. is insane.
2: Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I didn't realize that. It definitely helps Dallas. So that they've got Jesse Gonzalez, who's like 15 18. or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean so all So that definitely the- helps them.
3: Can you name one guy in their starting lineup over 30? I don't think I can. Maybe Lloyd is getting in his upper 20s. but mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Atiba Harris might be
3: getting close
2: when he starts. And yeah, he I
1: can't he's...
3: remember the last time he started. Yeah, he
1: doesn't start also, but Blas Perez looks like he's 57 next to the guys who are on <laughs> that team.
3: Yeah, and he plays like he's a 5-year-old.
1: Yeah. <laughs> who got wow. his candy
3: stolen from him. Sometimes
1: that's not a bad way to play. Yeah. <laughs> Well, on that ridiculous note, guys, thank you uh, for all the input uh, tonight. Uh, Please enjoy the games this weekend. Uh, It'll be very fun. Hopefully we can do another podcast next week for the final. I assume next week will be the last uh, DraftKings Mondo goal and Drafter Pass MLS contest of the season because I can't imagine you can do a single game contest, but. If they find it, I'm sure we'll play it. So, guys, thank you, and good luck this
2: weekend.
3: Yeah, good luck, everybody.
2: Good luck, guys.
0: Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer.